You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Matthew Frizzell. You know what I'm Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. We have joining us this morning is um, one of our state senators, Mr. Lincoln Huff. How are you this morning, sir? I'm good, Alex. How are you doing? Doing very well. So, hey, we had you on the show a couple weeks ago. and Yeah, I was on a couple weeks ago, and I think you, you might have been the first uh, radio host that I've talked to in the last couple of months who sort of sniffed out what we're, uh, what we're talking about this morning. We, we're claiming it. We've already been claiming it all morning. We said it was breaking news. <laughs> Here on Wake Up Springfield, and so that news officially is. Would you like to tell the audience? Yeah, uh, we made an announcement Thursday of last week that uh, I'm going to be seeking the office of lieutenant governor in Missouri. Here, it's a uh, it, it's it's a humbling situation to be in. I'll be honest. You know, I I come from a pretty just working class background, and uh, to be in this position to to serve in the Senate has been uh, incredible. Serve as the appropriations chairman for the last couple of years, and and this I think is the next step in some continuity and leadership uh, for the state. I think Governor Parson, Lieutenant Governor Kehoe have done a phenomenal job. I think, I think when, when Mike Parson was the Lieutenant Governor, he kind of raised the stature of that office. Um, and then, and then Mike Kehoe then ascending into that role, whenever Governor Parson stepped into the governor's office, I believe he's put this thing on a whole different plane. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think the, the understanding of what the Lieutenant governor can do has changed in the last several years. Yeah. So, I mean, you got into somewhat of a crowded field, you know, you have, um, Tim Baker, Paul Berry, Philip Catrone, Dean Plocker, Holly Thompson, Raider. Um, man, that's a crowded field going on there. Yeah, so. I think that's, I mean, that's just kind of indicative of what these, uh, these these higher offices look like. I mean, you know as well as anyone that when a congressional seat opens up, there's, I mean, you would know, but what, eight, nine, ten people that yeah, run those? Yeah, we had eight people, yep. Yeah, yeah, and I remember when, uh, I think when Billy Long ran for Congress, there was, I think, nine or ten in that race. So, that's again, that's just kind of part of it. I don't, uh, I'm not too worried about who's in the field and who's not. You know, I'll, we'll, we'll put a campaign together and we have been kind of building out our team here in the last couple of months and weeks. Uh, we're going to be talking about the things that we've been doing while I've been in the Senate. And, uh, and I think that's going to resonate with voters. So what's the message? Like, why are people, why should people choose you over the other sure. candidates? Sure. I think, uh, and, and this isn't uh, what I'll always say is this isn't ever meant to, to tear anybody else down. I think we have too much of that in the world. I think we have too much of that in politics. So, when I run campaigns, I run on my record. I mean, my record in the Senate in the last couple of years, even Alex has been cutting a billion dollars in taxes, putting that, putting those income taxes that the state was collecting from every working Missourian back in their pockets and back in their bank accounts. Because I do just at my core believe, yes, it's a balancing act. We need to have some revenues to run a state with six and a half million people in it. But at the same time, folks back at home, they know how to spend their money. And they know what they want to spend their money on. I don't think anyone's ever looked at their pay stub at the end of a week or every other week when they get paid and said, you know, I don't think I sent enough money to the state government. Yeah. I think everyone that looks at that says, wait a minute, what am I getting for this? And there's things that, I mean, there, there are, you know, services that everyone needs and deserves. And, uh, you know, when I talk about the continuity of leadership, um, you know, I'm the guy who put the plan together to rebuild I-70. We've been talking about that for 20 plus years, and we took a plan that Governor Parson rolled out right before his state of the state last year, and we expanded it to rebuild and replace that entire major artery. And the funny thing about that, Alex, was a lot of people said, well, 
you know, Senator Huff's never going to do that. Lincoln's never going to do that because he's from Springfield. And I drive, I'll admit, I drive on I-44 a lot more than I drive on 70. Yeah. But I think we all know here that I-70 is a major artery, not just through Missouri, it's through the Midwest. And so taking that and, and rebuilding that and, quite frankly, getting that off the table allows us now to go and start making uh, making investments around the state. I mean, yeah, I think there's going to be – the governor rolled out a plan with a little bit of money in it for I-44 down here. Uh, I'd like to see us, and I'm going to be working towards uh, an expansion of Highway 67 over in the southeast part of the state because our friends to the south in Arkansas already have that four-lane uh, from yeah. the state border on south, and we do not, and it's time for us to catch up. Okay, so you got some some statewide um, initiatives that you want to see um, that you've been working on, and you're going to continue to do that. You know, when you look at the the role of lieutenant governor, um, some people would say it's just like really a stepping stone. I mean, because you're, you're I'm not trying to diminish the job. I think that it's very important. Obviously, if the governor, your your heart beat away from being the governor in case something happens to the governor or should be removed from office, but also um, presiding over over the state legislature. You know, how do you see your role as a state senator? Having to work there, I, I'm on the. I was on the floor what a couple weeks ago and saw that craziness going on there. How do you think yeah. that's going to help? You know your your experience there. How will that help sure. you in this role? Well, I think I think it is good to have uh, the background, obviously, as a presiding officer in the Senate. I think that's uh, that's a small portion of the job. I mean, it's a portion of the job that I'm uh, incredibly familiar with. The first uh, three or four years that I spent in the Senate, I spent an awful lot of time presiding over the chamber, just because. Uh, I'm, I like to dig into those Senate rules and kind of see how things are supposed to work and why they work. And, and so I spent uh, probably a, a disproportionate share of time on the dais presiding over the chamber. But the job is a lot more than that. And it's and you're right. I think some people, you know, sometimes will say, well, it's not really you know, it's not this or it's not that. You're not the attorney general. You're not the secretary of state looking over ballot initiatives, things like that, deciding wording. But what you are doing is you're you're being and I think. Again, Mike Parson, when he was there, and Kehoe for sure now, have, have shown that this office can raise the stature of what all of Missouri is. Yes, the constitutional duties um, associated with the office have to do with being an advocate for seniors and being an advocate for veterans. But it also, uh, the lieutenant governor serves on a number of boards, MHDC, a tax credit uh, board, serves on the tourism commission right now, which I currently serve on. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of similarities and really, quite frankly, the jobs that I've been doing for the last couple of years and then stepping into this. Okay. How much of a voice do you expect to have in the administration? I, I'm in, again, you know, we know that the governor's waist is wide open there. Um, whoever it may be, how much of a voice do you expect as Lieutenant governor um, to have? Well, I think that there? totally. Yeah. And I think that's it, a good question because if you, if you go back in time a few years, uh, I served in the house whenever governor Nixon was the governor and Lieutenant Governor Peter Kinder was the lieutenant, was the lieutenant governor. And the joke that I used to always make, I mean, the lieutenant governor is supposed to step into the role anytime the governor is you know, out of the country or things like that. And I used to joke and say, I'm not sure that Peter Kinder knew until Jay Nixon got back that he had even left the country, right? Because there wasn't a lot of, and they were from different parties, right? Uh, Peter Kinder's a Republican, Jay Nixon's a Democrat. So it makes sense maybe that they didn't work together and work collectively on a lot of a lot of issues uh and and you're right to say that i think the governor's the governor's race is wide open however missouri is a a very red state right now 
And so I firmly believe that our governor will be a Republican and whomever it is. Uh, I've got good relationships with with all of the major candidates. All right. Putting you on the spot. Who, who do you who do you who want to win it? Are you gonna, are you willing to say it this time? What's going on? Sure, I'll say it. Um, and again, it's nothing. I'm not going to try to take anything away from any other candidate. I think uh, I think folks should be commended for being willing to step into this public arena. And, you know, I, I think last time I was on your show, I told you the same thing. It, it's a big step for someone to go from my my, my working background to saying, you know what, I want to serve the public. And, and you did that. And uh, and I think you're probably better off for it. Right. You understand yeah. more about the process, more yeah. about people. But if I was going to pick one right now who I think would would be the best leader in this state, it's Mike Kehoe. Well, there you go. I mean, you got um, Lincoln Huff. He's running for lieutenant governor, and he's saying, hey, I think Mike is the guy. Okay, I got to ask you this one. And, you know, on this show, I like to ask the questions that maybe other people weren't, aren't willing to ask. You, you look at this field running for lieutenant governor. Holly Thompson, Raider, she's running. Mm-hmm. And I thought you guys were, like, tight on this. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're jumping into the race now with, you know, against her. What is that? You know, how's that working out? I mean, is there going to be? Well, I went, yeah, and I believe uh, any any time I've gotten in a race before, and there's announced Republican candidates that are top tier candidates, I think the right thing to do is go tell them. I think the right thing to do is go have a conversation with them and look them face in the face. You know, to say I'm getting ready to do this, and I'm not doing this because I don't think you're a good person or would be good at the job. But I'm doing this because this is this is what I want to and feel led to do. And so I did that. Exactly, Alex. I went and talked to Holly in her office a couple of weeks ago. And, and I call her Holly. I don't call her Senator Thompson Raider. She serves on the Appropriations Committee with me. We're all on a first name basis uh, on that committee. And uh, and it's again, like, like I said, it's not it's not anything about taking away from somebody else. It's just it's it's the next role that I'm ready for and willing to be in. Okay. Well, so again, I you, you you mentioned a couple times. I threw my hat in the ring for public service, and I commend anyone who's willing to do that. And on our show, we love to have all the candidates in. We're trying to get all the candidates that are running for lieutenant governor on our show this week and next week. We want to get we want to highlight all of you so that the voters know who what's going on. And so I commend you as well for um, for doing that for serving because it is service. It is a thank sacrifice, you. and mm-hmm. I, I thank you for what you're doing there. And so, um, yeah, so that being said, I mean, Lieutenant Governor, you know, you, you let's say you go there for a couple of years. I mean, do you continue? Maybe do you have, I don't know, you visions or dreams of going on and continuing uh, on you know in public service? You know, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of bear my soul to you here. When I went back uh, and, and I thought about when I first got elected to the House of Representatives in 2010 and started January of 2011, Alex, I served with, and I know you've met these people, I served with people who, when they first got elected, thought they were then on a trajectory to be a U.S. senator or the governor of this state. I've I've never thought that about myself. Like I said, whenever I said I come from pretty humble beginnings, uh, my dad was in education and my mom worked in a factory until... Uh, until she started raising, you know, myself and my three siblings and stayed home with us. And so I've never been a a political um, kind of silver spoon. I don't come from that background. I come from 
I come from just a, a working class background from, you know, my folks who instilled in me a long time ago, if you're willing to work for something, no, it may not always work out just exactly like you want or you plan, but you're going to be better off for having put in the hard work. And, and that's been my, that's been my political career. Uh, I won my first race by 82 votes. And then we went through redistricting right after that. And you know, so 2010, uh, I ran under the quote old map and then the new maps were implemented and I got, I think 50 or 60% of a new district and had a top tier democratic opponent. Uh, and we won that race. And, and so it's, again, it's, it's not that I think, Oh, I'm going to do this for a couple of years and then I'm going to step into, you know, some other role. And everyone knows that a year, let alone four or eight years is an eternity yeah. in politics. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people saw Blaine Luke coming out and announcing, you know, a couple months ago that he wasn't going to seek reelection to Congress. Or how about the dominoes that fell whenever Senator Roy Blunt said, I'm done. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you have, there's, there's just a lot of changes that can happen in a, in a very short amount of time in this business. So I've always said, I like to keep doors open, not close them. Uh, so we'll see what happens. There you go. So, well, uh, according to reports, you're well positioned. You got a lot of cash on hand, good fundraising. And so we'll see how this thing goes. So, um, where can people find out more about your run for Lieutenant governor? Yeah, they're, they're more than welcome to go to the website, lincolnhub.com. And then obviously also we're all on, do we keep, do we have to say X formally Twitter? <laughs> according to like, Billy Long, we don't need to say that anymore. Okay, That's what good, he told me. Good. So, so just find me on X and look up the website and uh, we're, you know, we try to be as communicative as we can be with everybody. So if you got questions, please reach out and, uh, and we'll get back with you. Hey, thanks for your time and good luck with your campaign, sir. Thanks for serving. Thanks, Alex. Have a good day. You too. Well, there you have it. Lincoln Huff, Missouri State Senator representing North Springfield area. He is running for lieutenant governor. That's a crowded field. We're going to try to get all the candidates on. We've invited them this week and next. Um, we want you to hear from them. That I believe that. I believe that we should give everyone a chance and let you, the voter, decide who you like and why you like them. Hear from them. And so hopefully we'll get these, all these people on, these girls and guys here in the coming weeks and months, a couple of different times. So that's our plan. So, and we're going to stick to it. So, hey, um, at 745, 750-ish, we have Trey Bryant. We'll get a Capital City update. Apparently, they passed a bill up there in Jeff City. We're going to find out what. At 815, we have Phil McKinley, Pastor Phil McKinley. He's from Cape Fair Community Church. He will be joining us here in studio for the pastor's perspective. And um, next, at 730, that's just a couple minutes here right now. Or right now, we're going to be talking about the Biden family crime syndicate. I'll give you an update on what's happening there. And we'll do that right after this local news update with Don Luzader on Wake Up Springfield. <laughs>